Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, we are, uh, we got a big one planned. We got a lot of fun guests. We got Dirk. We're going to hear from Dirk, the greatness. Last night was an amazing evening. I uh, was able to take part in the Dirk um, and the jersey was retired. And, you know, you kind of have in your mind what that's going to be like. And, you know, there'll be some people from the past and maybe some people speak. And the commissioner showed up. That was kind of neat. You knew Cuban was going to say a word or two. And I, I just thought, but I got to say the production was amazing. And, and Aaron, I don't know. How much of that you got to take in on TV last night? I, I know you've gotten to hear a little bit of Dirk's, uh, uh, some of the audio. We'll play that for you at about 4.20 today. And then at 5 o'clock today, we got a real treat. Our buddy who does the 3 o'clock show has been featured in a documentary called Our Time about the Baylor men and the Baylor women's basketball programs. I did not realize John's been holding out on us. John Morris was featured prominently in this thing. And... We'll see if they continue. I mean, I, I thought John did such a good job. I, Aaron, I hope they'll at some point want to visit with us. But uh, I fear that John is not going to share our information. We'll ask John about that when he joins us at 5 o'clock. All right, because I've been told by people that John makes all broadcasting decisions. So I feel like that was a, quite an appearance by John. And uh, I, I don't know if he's going to want to share that stage. Because I thought he did a really nice job. Looked good. Do you, on a documentary, Aaron, would they put you in makeup? Or do you think that was just John? I mean, John always has a a good look. I don't know if they do makeup for Dr. But I don't think they do. Everybody looked pretty normal. Um, Scott was featured. Nikki Collin. Nalissa. <coughs> and then for the, uh, for the men, um, Matthew Meyer received a lot of attention with his mullet, and they even followed him to the barber shop. All right, and, and uh, Aaron, I don't think they'll allow a football video to be done because they don't. <laughs> they don't really. I don't think Dave really wants that much access. You know, I don't think Dave Rand is going to agree to one of these things. But I like seeing the uh, the basketball programs featured, and. Aaron, you got to see some of this, uh, and uh, I mean, it was. Uh, we're, we'll talk to John at about five o'clock today. I thought it was good. Now back to Aaron. I got to take you back to last night, the American Airlines Center, the AAC, and uh, one of my good friends who I don't think he wants a shout out because he's very um, paranoid. He doesn't know what he's allowed to do and what friends he's allowed to have at games. So he, I don't know if he really wants to be mentioned. But 
it was awesome. And uh, my buddy Daniel, uh, our man, uh, we had we had we just really had a good crew. Uh, we had Mark and we had Ted. And then we had a guy. We'll call him Ronnie. All right, and we sat up there for a while. Then we we relocated to a a suite or a platinum level type deal, <coughs> and it was really funny, Aaron, to see. You know, you'd see these gigantic, like tall guys show up on the scene, and you're like, "Wait, who's that?" Well, I think one guy we saw out in the corridor was Jan Mahimi, uh, who was on that championship team of 2011. Brian Cardinal was in the house. Jason Kidd, of course, the Mavs coach now, was there. Um, Sean Marion, the Matrix. Brian Cardinal, the man they called the, uh, oh, the the janitor, I think was his nickname. J.J. Barea attended. And so that was fun. They had a full Dallas Symphony Orchestra. They had a lot of the members of the DSO showed up. And that it, it sounded great. I mean the the the, the I, it just was really well done, and um, Aaron, I don't know if you've gotten a chance. Some of our uh, audience may have watched it last night. They showed it after the game. Just be, I mean, even the person who did the voiceover, I don't know who it was, but it was just an incredible voiceover. I mean, it sounded so good, and everything about it was just perfect. And I, I, just being a part of that, what well, was funny, Aaron, I, I was trying to capture this for the Twitter audience. And I realized about an hour and a half later, none of it posted because maybe the Wi-Fi was bad or something. And so about an hour and a half or two hours after I meant to post all this, it posted on Twitter. It was a little late. But it, it, Dirk told, uh, well, we're going to have Dirk at about 420. And we'll get to hear some of it. But uh, he told some funny stories. He was very self-deprecating, as only Dirk could be. And I just thought it was kind of neat. His kids really are too young to remember his playing career. Maybe his daughter. She She's the oldest of his three kids. She might remember the, the, the last few games that he had. He got married a little later in his career. So he's got three kids. And they're just all really cute kids. And just getting to watch Dirk, his wife, Jessica, I believe is her name, and the three kids, Max, I think is one of them, but watching the jersey or the big banner with his jersey number on it go up into the air, how cool must have that have been? Even for little kids who probably were past their bedtime, you could just tell, man, they were into it. Somebody told me, I didn't see this, but somebody said that when they they introduced the commissioner, one of the little kids, like, put his thumb down, <laughs> gave the commissioner a thumbs down. I did not see that, but somebody was saying they saw that on TV, which would have been hilarious, but surely not. There would be no reason to give a thumbs down to the commissioner of the league. But Adam Silver was in attendance, and then they did this video tribute Aaron, that was uh, really neat. I mean, just had everybody you can imagine. People who, you know, like the tra- uh, the athletic trainer for the team, the equipment guy, the PR guy, Scott, was featured. And Scott's just a really neat, Scott Tomlin's a longtime friend of mine, just a great, great guy. And so it was cool to see him featured. And just a lot of people that you might not always think about 
that had been close to Dirk. <coughs> and then at some point, they took the, like they, they had had it covered up, and they revealed what the statue's going to look like. And, and Dirk, it was like a mock-up, you know, like a, a little, it, it'll be a lot bigger. But it was just a small kind of sculpture of what the Dirk statue is going to look like. And Dirk de- sort of deadpanned. He said he thought, he thought the statue might have been a little bigger, <laughs> which was funny. Everybody in there was laughing. It, it was just neat to – Mavericks won that game last night. They actually blew out Golden State. I, I don't know what was wrong with Steph. He did not look like himself and did not look like he was even into the game. He scored 14 points. But the Mavs still played well, pulled away late, and ended up winning that game by, I don't know, like 15, 16 points. And then every single fan that was there, because the, the game was kind of a sideshow, everybody was there to see the jersey retirement. And every single fan stayed in their seats and took it all in, and it was really, really neat. And, again, we have some uh, audio of it we'll share with you here at about 420. Now, interestingly, guess who – oh, about the statue, it's been taking a little bit of a beating, both on radio and Twitter. And the thing about it is it's Dirk in his sort of iconic shooting motion with a ball, but instead of like one basketball, there are three balls. And I guess the what the, the um, sculptor was going for was kind of a ball sort of in motion, you know, Three, but it's it, it appears to be sort of three, uh, three little uh, balls on this statue, one on top of the other. Aaron, have you taken a look at the uh, at the uh, replica of the upcoming Dirk statue that will go in front of the building? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm about to look that up right now. All right, it's been it's been uh, the source of some uh, ridicule and some jokes. I think it looks fine. It, you know, it looks like Dirk. I think it'll look good. Uh, it was a sculptor's vision of something, and, you know, I, I don't know. It looks odd. It, at the moment, it looked odd to me. But, you know, when I'm attending the guy's jersey retirement, my first thought is not make fun of the statue on Twitter. Other people immediately started making fun. Yeah, I'm with those statue. people. <laughs> I don't like it. Te- what, do, what, is, you don't, what do you not like about it? I, just the three the three balls, like you said, I understand what he's going for, but it just doesn't look right. <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's juggling. <laughs> I tell you, though, the orchestra, the voiceover, the music. Aaron, if you can find it somehow on your Bally app, I don't know if you got to – did you get to see any of it, Aaron, last night after the game? I did. Okay. You, you need to find it because not only were the speeches good, but the uh, just the, the presentation. And the commissioner himself said, hey, I've been to a lot of these and nothing compares to this. It was really, really cool. And uh, we have a ton of Mavericks fans in Central Texas. Now, on a Cowboys front – as you uh, looked over courtside, you might have seen 
Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and, well, Clayton Kershaw was sitting down there with him and his wife, Ellen. And listen, I'm not, I'm not like a tattletale kind of, oh, the Cowboys shouldn't go to games, ah, whatever. I mean, Micah Parsons did go to a game the other night, and now he's, got, he's in COVID protocols. And he can't play Sunday. Hopefully he'll be able to play the following weekend. Well, there's Amari Cooper, who just had it recently, so I would imagine his antibodies are in pretty good shape. But apparently, according to the league protocols and according to my friend the tattletale, Clarence E. Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, they, they cannot, you know, like show up at a place like that, especially unmasked. So that, that breaks the, especially someone who's unvaccinated. Let's remember, Amari is unvaccinated, yet he's had it within the past month or two. I think it was about a month ago. He missed a couple of games. Month and a half, let's call it. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be interested to hear what our people think about that. On the uh, CNC uh, collision text line, uh, that's 254-662-1660. Given the NFL's rules of unvaccinated players not showing up at public places unmasked, are you are you bothered by it? Or since he just had the COVID, do you not care? I mean, I, I think you can. I mean, again, it's hard to know people that are fully vaxxed. Like the two of us, Aaron and I, we're both fully vaxxed. We don't try to like the rubbing anybody. You know, we don't try to like tell everybody what they have to do. All we're saying is we are fully vaxxed. What does fully vaxxed mean now? Well, according to the NCAA, a change that was just made, fully vaccinated now means your two vaccinations plus the booster. Okay? And that's what we are. What uh, Amari doesn't have any of it. But I'm just I'm kind of I'm just really curious because I, I would imagine there's a lot of Cowboys fans who think, hey, they could do whatever they want. But there's also a lot of Cowboys fans who are like, wait, I don't want my team to lose because these guys go in the covid protocols. So I, I'm, I'm anxious to kind of see where our people stand on that. Again, a great platform for those kinds of opinions is our CNC collision text line. That's 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. And we love he- hearing from our people. Go ahead, Aaron. Someone on the text line pointed out, he said, once you get COVID, you have to wait three months before you can get a shot because you've already, you already have antibodies from having COVID. So, which I, I was kind of going to point that out. Um, he... Like, if it's been within 90 days since he had it, there's no risk of him being out in public. Or that they... Oh, I don't think that's true. I think there is still a risk. Within 90 days of having it? Yeah. No, I don't don't think so. I think we're seeing cases of people that... Well, again, he's unvaccinated. But he's got natural antibodies now since he's had COVID. And you know I'm pro-vax. I'm just saying. I know. I know. I'm saying. I'm not arguing with you. It sounds like I am. Uh, I'm saying if you look around on something we call Google, because I've been having to do this recently because I may have some um, loved ones that uh, have come down with COVID. Uh, There's some thought that you could have the antibodies and still get it. Now, again... 
what I'm saying, and this is what the NFL's rules are. Except even for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's right. Even if you had it, as Amari has, you still have to – you don't have to be in the normal testing, okay? Like, you, you are – you do kind of ramp out of the testing, but <clears throat> you still have to be masked and go by all the rules of unvaccinated players. Now, we may have an argument on, well, that's stupid. That's fine. I mean, I, I, I might not even argue with you on that. I'm saying those are the NFL rules and protocols. So he is now subject to being fined based on this story written in the Star-Telegram for violating the NFL's testing and protocols rules. So that's kind of – I think that's the main point here, Aaron. I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I really think that if you've had it, even if you're unvaccinated, you had the antibodies – you know, you probably should be able to get out and about. But he is held to a different standard because he is under the rules of NFL protocols, okay? Now, w- when I ask this question, what I'm wondering, though, is even these players that are have the vaccinations and the boosters like we do, Aaron. Um, who did I mention that was there with him? Oh, C.D. C.D. Lamb was there. No mask. Micah was there the other night, no mask, ends up with the COVID. Um, and he's in COVID protocols. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know. I, I'd be interested to hear what our people think. Like, do they think or does that upset them that Cowboys players are showing up in public, even unmasked, knowing what's on the line, that they got a playoff game here in a couple of weeks? I mean, to me – it's no different than when they went off to Cabo. I mean, it, I, you have to kind of make sacrifices. And if I'm a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I don't really want to see my my players showing up unmasked with with 19,000 people at a Mavs game. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe that's the wrong stance to take. That's fine. I don't mind people being against me at all. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is the uh, text line. We'll uh, <clears throat> we'll weigh in, check what our folks are saying, and then we're going to let you listen to a little bit of what our man Dirk had to say last night as they retired his jersey. Oh, what a night it was! This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Very cold conditions tonight with mostly clear skies. Lows will drop to 22 degrees. We'll see wind chills dropping into the teens, so definitely bundle up. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. We warm up to 54. And on Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm and a high of 68. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 
They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bare spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80. Happy Thursday to you. Thank you to our uh, our presenting sponsor. May have to check in with Mr. Fonville, Mr. Nesbitt, as we have uh, renewed one of the great relationships with Eminem Broadcasting is our title sponsor, Central National Bank, one of the great commercial banks in the state of Texas, uh, locally owned, and uh, just uh, tremendous people. There's a reason so many people bank with CNB, a different kind of bank. They, they have a good time over there, very creative folks, do some good commercials, do good marketing, and uh, we just really hit it off with them years ago. I think they've tried to break up with me over the years, but I just refuse to let them. Uh, it's, it's too good a relationship. No, they they just kind of hang in there with me through thicker th- and thin, through me falling in ditches and breaking my neck, and um, they were with me. And uh, and then they were just, they were rewarded when I was uh, placed back on the afternoon drive, four to six every day with you. So happy. And I encourage you to listen to 7 to 9 a.m., our morning show, our morning drive show, and that's game time. And you can hear uh, Ward Whites and, and Tom Barfield, really fine show in the mornings. And then, of course, you start up with John Morris at 3 and uh, finish up with us at 6 o'clock. All right, uh, in Central National Bank, also Shorty's Pizza Shack. We recognize them today. One of my favorite uh, pizza joints really anywhere, but I love to be able to go by and get a slice of pizza. And I like doing it when I'm in New York, and I like doing it when I'm in Waco, which is much of the time. And I like, uh, I just like going right in there and saying, hey, I just need a pepperoni, and then being able to leave. But I also like watching games there. Great game-watching place. Now, before we play a little bit of this Dirk Nowitzki from last night, Aaron, I know uh, the text line lit up for us a little bit there. Uh, some, uh, I was asking you about your thoughts on, do you, if you're a Cowboys fan, are you okay? with the team, if they're vaccinated or unvaccinated or whatever, showing up at Mavs games. And um, and 254-662-1660 is the uh, number. Aaron, I know you had at least another one come in. Uh, what, what are we hearing from our people? It was uh, from the 254. He was a, he's a cancer survivor. Um, so he was in ICU for 10 days, and he was pointing out, he said that his the doctor told him he couldn't, get the vaccine for 90 days after until 90 days after. Um, so apparently like since Amari Cooper just had it, what a 
month ago, he wouldn't be eligible for the vaccine yet if he wanted to. I don't know that he wants to because I think he's made he's, it very clear. Yeah, yeah no. he's not interested in the vaccine. Yeah, but uh, that's really uh, all this stuff is just. I mean, it, it's fascinating to me. Uh, oh man, I'm loving uh, loving right now though. Getting ready to listen to a little Dirk Nowitzki from last night. I I, uh, I got to attend that, and it just was a neat, you know, I I kicked myself. I watched it on TV. His uh, his last game ever, I did not attend, and I watched it all, and they did some really neat stuff after the game, and, and I, I thought that was so great. And I just thought when, for the Jersey retirement, I wanted to be there in person because I got to cover him a lot. I was there for all those games, the championship run, in Miami, I was there for game six, and I just wanted to be there. And last, I was so glad. I have a friend named Ronnie who, uh, let's just say he's affiliated with the Mavs, and uh, he hooked us up last night, and we really had a great uh, a great time uh, taking all that in. All right, here's a little bit of that ceremony. Wanted to play a few of these clips for you. Here is uh, Dirk thanking uh, Coach Rick Carlisle. Then came our sizzle, we like to call him, Rick, Rick Carlisle. Uh, he was one of a kind. Uh, so Mark asked me, he's like, hey, we're, we're interviewing Rick. Do you want to come listen in? I said, yeah, I'll come over to the house. Um, and so after four hours of talking hoops, he asked me to get up and do all these Larry Bird moves around the table, and I'm running through the, through the kitchen and, and, uh, and living room. And he was just, he was... He paid attention to every detail, as, as you guys would know, and he was a great, great basketball mind, and he brought us the championship here to Dallas, so uh, forever. Uh, if you see this, Rick, thanks so much for everything that you've done for me. Also supporting always my foundation events. Uh, he even came to my retirement party in Vegas. He stuck out like a sore thumb, but he made it uh, and the effort counted. But Rick, thanks a lot, my guy. You know, I, I was struck by even five, six, seven years ago, that would have been terribly awkward to Dirk. I, I don't think he, you know, he, he's not, someone who loves the attention hard not to get attention when you're as great as he was all these years but he was he looked to me very comfortable and had fun with it and just uh it was a really awesome night to get to witness and be there uh let's skip down to one Aaron I thought this would be fun this is the one where he was talking about the uh the, <laughs> the his first trip to uh into uh, Dallas as a rookie and uh, kind of a this is that last clip Aaron that we have I, th I thought this was funny I'm going to start off telling a quick story uh, it's it's June 1998 uh, I just got on a plane to come to to Dallas after I got drafted I didn't know what to expect I didn't know if anybody knew me um, I was nervous I was anxious I get off the plane and I see hundreds of fans, I see dirt posters, I see signs, I was like, man, this is pretty cool. This is, this is amazing. They really want me to come here and, and, and appreciate me. And I'll never forget that. And I, from that point on, it kind of was ingrained in my mind that Dallas is, is my spot to be. 
Well, there's a kicker. There's a kicker to that story. A couple of years after, I was talking to a Mavs employee, and uh, I said, remember a couple of years ago when I first got here and I touched down and there were so many fans, it was amazing. And he turns to me and says, those are not fans. Those are Mavs employees, and they were sent out there. <laughs> but they were sent out there to greet me, but I, I didn't know the difference at the time. So it, it made a huge, uh, a huge impact on me. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> he, find, he finds out. My wife made the good point that why did the employee have to tell him that? I mean, why couldn't they just let Dirk think they were always fans? I, I don't uh, I didn't really think about that last night, but it's a fair point. The employee could have uh, could have just rolled with that, Aaron. Yeah, that's kind of like ruining Christmas for a little kid and telling him there's no Santa Claus. Uh, you know, just, yeah, don't just, say that. Yeah, just, don't don't we don't we don't talk about there not being that, Aaron. I'm just if you know. <laughs> over the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I want to say this also. This is a good one. Um, this is when. Um, thanked his teammates last night. So my other teammates, I had almost 200 of them. Uh, it's, that's a lot. Obviously, way too many uh, to mention. But I always try to respect everybody, have fun with everybody, not see myself as a bigger part of the puzzle. Always try to make uh, everybody feel welcome. And that was, uh, that was my style of, of leadership, always joking around uh, with everybody. And I think it kind of kind of sums up um, a couple years ago when I won the Twyman Stokes uh, Award for, for uh, Teammate of the Year. And you know how many teammates voted for me at the time? None. So that meant a lot. That meant a lot to me. Uh, now, on a serious note, um, the teammates, they always put up with me. And I know I was at times negative on the court, but uh, they, uh, they always put up with me. Um, of course, to the 2011 team, my guys. My guys. Uh, unfortunately, um, through, through Corona, of course, we didn't have our 10-year anniversary this year. Um, so I'm so happy that some of you guys came uh, and, and we got to spend a little bit of time uh, together. I always say that was an unbelievable team because we had a bunch of older guys that all had done individual stuff before in the league and, and now it was time to do put it together as a team and everybody put their egos to the side. Uh, we had a blast with each other on the road trips and it was just a, a great bond and love you guys. Thanks for coming all this way. Yeah, it's really neat to see the teammates and see the people who were part of that 2011 team and uh, I, the part I forgot to say in the opening, we uh, we hit the restroom right as we were leaving last night after the whole ceremony. And as I walk in, there's this, like, really tall guy, which is not unusual. It, when you go to NBA games, you just tend to see people who are extremely tall. It's always been kind of fascinating to me, actually, that there's just, like, six, seven, six, eight guys walking around. I'm always like, I wonder who that is. Well, uh, my buddy is my buddy goes, hey, that's uh, I think that's Parsons, and sure enough, I I, I happen to see him as we're all kind of leaving the bathroom, and it's uh, it's Chandler Parsons, the former Mavs player 
who obviously played with Dirk and uh, got hurt and did not have the, the run he wanted to, made a ton of money from Mark Cuban. But uh, I thought that was kind of neat that, uh, I mean, he wasn't even recognized or anything. He was just up there hanging out upstairs and wanted to be a part of things and came to to, to honor Dirk. And I thought that was really neat uh, to see a lot of fans like that. Dirk also took the time to honor uh, his uh, – uh, you know the the I thought the the fans that was really cool and uh, just and, and the uh, the other jerseys that have been retired that have been his mentors over the years Roe Blackman, uh, Brad Davis and Derek Harper. Now for people that wonder if Mark Aguirre's jersey's ever going to get retired, Cuban said the other day that people who want to leave or leave the organization, you know he he doesn't maybe consider. I think that's a little bit bull because, I mean, Roe eventually left. Harp eventually left. I mean, I, they, they both played for the Knicks, so I don't think that's totally fair to Aguirre. You cannot tell the story of the Dallas Mavericks without Mark Aguirre, and he was the uh, greatest player for the Mavericks for a long time, and other players have come. Obviously, Nowitzki has uh, – uh, has that title now, and who knows, maybe someday Doncic will have that title. But Aguirre was the first great player. And, and while Rowe was more beloved and Derek was more beloved, Aguirre was the better player. And I think Rowe and Derek would tell you that. So I, I think that's a little unfair. All right, one last one. Uh, this is Dirk thanking uh, Mark Cuban. The first guy I want to thank um, from the Mavericks is a guy that um, actually had season tickets right by the Mavs bench when I first got here, and he kept yelling at all the players for my season tickets. Uh, and so we always kind of uh, looked at the guy, but he always believed in me, and he always supported me on and off the floor. Uh, he was super competitive. And we developed a great relationship, and he even came to my bachelor party. Uh, he loves, loves the referees. I mean, loves them. Um, but what I, honestly, what I appreciate most about the guy is his, his huge heart, and he's been super loyal to me. So you guys know I'm talking about Mark. Uh, Mark. Mark, you're, uh, you're known as, as a tough businessman, but I got to know uh, a whole lot of different side. And I, I will always remember in 2010, I was a free agent, and I come to your house, and uh, we shared stories. We both got emotional, and we s decided to extend a couple more years, and we ended up winning the championship in year one. So thanks, thanks Mark, for everything you've done for me and my family, and I will always be grateful. Thank you. I bet Jerry Jones wishes players would just come to his house for negotiations. That's the way he would prefer it. You know, I don't think people may not know this about Dirk, and he's been with Nike and IMG and certainly has some some great deals uh, there. He was never a guy that pursued, like, a ton of marketing opportunities. I, I, he could have made so much more money. Uh, but the, but I, I'm pretty sure Holger did his contracts. <clears throat> and Holger is is his longtime mentor and um, coach. Traveled sometimes with the Mavs and 
would come into town and work out with him and all that kind of stuff. And Holger was there last night, and he was front and center. And, and Dirk said some great things about Holger as well. But, I mean, he just didn't – Dirk got – I'm again, he got huge money, okay? Let's not act like – but compared to LeBron and Kobe and those kind of deals they were getting – and that they're you know, that LeBron's still getting late in his career, compared to those kind of deals, Dirk was not getting those deals. In fact, he was taking way less so that the Mavs could continue to fire away. And I'll never forget um, having a chance to to kind of have a little one on one after they were about to lose that series to OKC Thunder, not the championship year, but the following year, and they were about to get swept out of that series. And I just said. You know, Dirk, now that you look back and you see what kind of what's going on, and Dirk was just incredibly blunt and honest, and he said, you know, if we go ahead and lose this series, you know, I think it'll be fair to say we should have put the band back together. And at the time, and I had that quote for whoever I was writing for at the time, probably Fox Sports Southwest or FoxSports.com, and it was a big deal uh, because it was kind of a little bit like Dirk going against Mark. And that's the thing people don't realize that while they were incredibly close and, and had a great relationship, I mean, Dirk disagreed with him at times, and he didn't really mind saying so. He just did it in his own sort of German way. He, he And Dirk could be kind of disgruntled after games, but he was always accountable, man. He never, he never skipped out on the media, never. Uh, he, he just, that, that's not the way he was wired. And so, uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to pay tribute to him today because, uh, and you know, there may be people out there mostly talk about this or talk about that or don't talk about the NBA. I don't care because, uh, he meant a lot to me and a lot to, uh, Mavs fans. And I think he deserves, uh, all the praise we give him. All right. It is time for some campus confidential what does mr sexton have in store for us that is next this is dallas cowboys football 2021 third to seven digs matched up with mclaurin heineke looking that way only heard here and he throws it out it's intercepted by demarcus lawrence all season will you big tank touchdown tank lawrence saturday night it's your cowboys and the philadelphia eagles live from lincoln financial field on this dallas cowboys radio network station It's the Cowboys and the Eagles, Saturday after Baylor basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys yesterday placed star Micah Parsons on the reserve COVID-19 list. That means the Cowboys could be without Parsons Saturday night when they take on the Eagles in the final regular season game. The NFL, in the midst of the rise of COVID-19 cases, has looked into other potential sites for next month's Super Bowl. AT&T Stadium in Arlington reported one of the facilities that was contacted. The stadium did host the Rose Bowl in 2021 when it switched from Pasadena because of COVID-19 restrictions in California. Dallas Mavericks raised a banner 41 to the rafters of the AAC last night and unveiled a statue of Dirk Nowitzki. That happened after the Mavs beat Golden State 99-82. UMHB basketball continues conference play today versus Seoul Ross. Women tip at 5.30. Men follow at 7.30 in the Mayborn Campus Center. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential. Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is time for Campus Confidential. We look at uh, some uh, some of the different things that are going on. College athletics, the transfer portal. Who's left? Who's the latest to leave Oklahoma? What is A&M paying for players? Oh, people are so mad. How dare A&M pay? My gosh, folks, this has been going on for years, not just at A&M. Let's not act like we're all offended by how much money is about to start changing hands. It has been legalized. You don't think University of Texas and Texas A&M are going to figure out how to get tons of money in players' hands and make it part of recruiting? Are we, I mean, is anybody that naive? Come on. Come on. Let's not sit around here and – and pull our hair out because the Aggies are out. You know, people just have to figure out ways to other ways. Baylor's figured it out this year. I mean, my gosh, they don't have the budget that University of Texas has, but Texas just went 5-7 and seven in football. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Let's continue on. we got a big guest at 5 o'clock, somebody you're very familiar with. But, uh, Aaron, what's on your plate today for Campus Confidential? With a pair of SEC programs in Alabama and Georgia set to play for the national title Monday, ESPN has tabbed a coach close to both programs for its annual alternate broadcast. Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher will appear on ESPN2's film room feed for the contest, joining members of his staff, and they will break down the game during the game. It's uh, all part of the uh, megacast on ESPN. It's the eighth year they've been doing that. The film room feed is among the most popular uh, of the alternate feeds on ESPN. This year's version should provide some pretty interesting insight given Texas A&M's familiarity with both programs, especially Alabama. Yeah, that, that will be. I guess they can just keep bringing up how they beat Bama <laughs> the whole time. I, they probably will. This is the only way you're going to see A&M during the bowl season. I wish I had a rim a rim shot to play. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. I got something for it. Okay. All right. There you go. A little applause for you. I like we that We went through a time in uh, in Dallas radio where when I made a joke, when I was with Galloway, Sean Dodge, my longtime producer, uh, he would play a clown horn. He was just – and it was just like one of those clown horns that you uh, – <laughs> It was just every joke I made. And you can imagine how many jokes I, I like to squeeze off. And so he's always playing that stupid clown horn. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right, Aggies, uh, we're, we're proud of you. You're going to be on the feed. You know, I, I'd like to see Aranda on there. I, I liked it kind of when they get different coaches. I, I, uh, I feel like Gary Patterson has done a good job on that in the past. I like – how Matt Rule did it. Uh, I, I thought he was pretty good on there. And I thought they used to put that, whatever his name was, Adazio, Coach Adazio, Adazio, wherever he is. Now, he may be, oh, Narducci, Pat Narducci. I think he's at Pitt. But uh, this is an interesting one, the A&M staff. So let's think about who that is. They just hired the Ole Miss defensive coordinator, and his name is, uh, it escapes me right now. Who did they just hire, Aaron? They hired the Ole Miss defensive coordinator, and it's a, it's a name familiar to us. Oh, man, dang it. All right, uh, and then the Aggies on the offensive side, I'm just trying DJ to think Durkin. who all. DJ Durkin, yeah. You know why it's familiar? He was the head coach at Maryland. And they had that tragedy happen where the player uh, died of uh, heat exhaustion, if you'll recall. I want to say that was on DJ Durkin's watch. But uh, DJ, I don't know because he's just now coming over, DJ Durkin is. So I don't know. I mean, think about old uh, – have you noticed, Aaron, how Lane Kiffin can't keep coordinators? <laughs> I have noticed that, yes. <laughs> like I – he had Kendall Bryles at wherever he was before Ole Miss, and Kendall left to go to Arkansas, which is understandable. But now Levy's left him to go to OU. Durkin leaves to go to A&M. Now, again, I'm sure they're getting paid a lot more. But, I mean, Ole Miss is a good program. You would think, oh, I have a little news for you, Aaron, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes. You may have had this in your report. But uh, Zach Evans 
the the fine running back from TCU who was once one of the top running backs in the country, if not the top running back in the country, out of, I think, the Houston area. He has landed at Ole Miss. So he has gone in the portal. He's left the TCU Horn Frogs, and he will be a running back at Ole Miss. So all I say to that is good luck to you because this guy does not ever seem happy, and he gets banged up a lot, and he likes to transfer a lot. So... And he likes to not show up for, like, state title games. He got suspended, like, the night before the state title game and didn't get to play in it when he was in high school. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a different guy, but he's a great running back. If you can get him on the team bus and get him to the game, you may have something on your hands. But this is not a guy he, – he's not going to win, like, any maturity awards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ne- neither will I. Nor I. <laughs> Evans was the number 16 prospect in the 2020 class. He originally signed a letter of intent with Georgia, but almost immediately asked to be released from that. He was uh, released and eventually signed with the Horn Frogs, and as you mentioned now, will be playing for the Old Miss Rebels. In other uh, portal news, there's lots of it every day. Former Texas A&M starting quarterback Zach Calzada announced, Calzada announced today that he will transfer to Auburn. A sophomore, Calzada took over for an injured Haynes King and started 10 games this season, going for 2,185 yards, 17 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. He is the only quarterback to have beaten number one Alabama this year, throwing for 285 yards and three TDs on 21-31 passing in the 41-38 win over Alabama on October 9th. Auburn recently lost quarterback Bo Nix, a three-year starter, when he transferred to Oregon last month. You know, doesn't it feel like Auburn's almost doing this just to mess with their hated rival, Alabama? Hey, we're going to go get Calzada, the guy who who beat you guys last year. I don't know. <laughs> this season. I mean, that's it's almost like trolling the big brother or something. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't occur to me. But, yeah, okay, we'll go out and get the one quarterback that beat Alabama this year, <laughs> which they did in, in Texas and in former Aggie uh, Zach Calzada. Uh, the, NC- yeah. the NCAA Medical Advisory, you mentioned this in the first segment, the NCAA Medical Advisory Group is changing its definition of fully vaccinated individual as someone who has received the COVID-19 booster shot if they are eligible, sources told Sports Illustrated. It's a significant move that will trigger a rush for universities to get their players and staff booster shots. Man. Isn't that interesting? So, so that's fully vaccinated. Now you've got the players that are eligible. Now you can't, like you say, some people can't get the booster if they've had it or they're told not to get the booster. Uh, Aaron, is that um, I, are, are we still under the same policy at where we work? Used to it, for a while, it was counted as fully vaccinated if you took a Luden's cough drop. See, you need to play the deal. I mean, you need to play whatever your little joke horn is for that. Oh, yeah. I can't, no, believe, I, you, I, I, can't believe you lay out on jokes like that. <laughs> All right. All um, I have is the audience applause right now, but I'll work. <laughs> I'll, I will get something to play for your jokes. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. What else do you have? Uh, just the um, uh, quarterback carousel in the NCAA is just it's, it's kind of dizzying. 
quarterback uh, Connor Bazelik, uh, who has three years of eligibility after opting to transfer from Missouri, is committed to play for Indiana, he announced today. Indiana lost their starting quarterback, uh, Michael Penix Jr., who committed to Washington after entering the transfer portal following this season. So uh, it's just, uh, I, I don't know, what is that, about 25 quarterbacks at prominent programs that have switched so far this this uh, yeah. and it's early you know? i thought you said the other day you know we were joking about how one of the baylor players was listed as the, the thousandth guy into the portal but something i saw <laughs> said um, something about like three thousand people had gone in the portal i mean now maybe that's counting you know like all levels of football or something i mean that's just crazy yeah no the a, portal is chaos according to to uh, rivals portal uh twitter uh, R.J. Sneed was the thousand, the one thousandth player to enter the portal since August first this year. <laughs> just to give you an idea of the oh, amount of people wow. that yeah. have been entering the transfer portal, it's just crazy. But it's it's part of the new reality of college football. I mean, it's and it's also for for well for almost every team a, a way to improve immediately, as we saw with. Uh, Baylor last year, we've seen it with a number of teams, but we saw it locally with Baylor last year, did really well with their transfers. We've seen even Alabama uh, had a couple of uh, uh, players that they got from the transfer portals, the transfer portal that started for them on this year's team that's playing in the national championship game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is uh – this portal thing is—it's uh, gotten out of hand a little bit. I like freedom of movement. I read a story from our buddy David Ubbin today, and his solution for all the chaos in college football right now, especially with the portal and all of that, would simply be not just NIL, but to start allowing players to get paid by athletic programs, and he thinks there'd be less movement. But, you know, if you had a great player, <clears throat> and now what he's saying is if you made a deal for a player and you were paying them a certain amount of money, then then maybe you would be able to restrict their movement. Like you wouldn't have – it wouldn't be as easy to go in the portal if you, like, signed a contract with the school. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be hard. To, that's going to be a little bit hard to, to monitor. I did see for our Sooners fans, we've been focusing a lot on – who's leaving them, but Oklahoma did land a commitment from Hawaii transfer defensive end Jonah Lalu. Jonah Lalu. He was uh, number 14 on the list of the best available players in the portal. All right. Who would you guess, Aaron, is the the number one uh, best available player in the portal? Who would you guess? Caleb Williams. All right, you got that one. Who do you think is the first player that – my gosh, some of these are really interesting to me. I was going, oh, who's the first player other than Caleb Williams from the Big 12 that is the most coveted player in college football in the portal? Who would you guess? This is a Big 12 player who is trying to transfer right now. Is it R.J. Snead? No, it would be Mario Williams from Oklahoma. 5'9", speedster from Tampa, Florida. Um, and um, he had 500 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns on 42 touches as a true freshman. 
All right. And if you wanted to go on down, the next one, Aaron, is from the University of Texas. Do you know who that would be? It would be quarterback Casey Thompson. All right. We'll see. There seem to be people thinking he is trending toward landing with Nebraska. All right. And uh, I was hoping to see where our buddy Sneed was. I don't think they've updated it since Sneed went in there. Previously, right. Oh, Zach Evans. They Oh, Zach Evans, they had number four overall. Uh, that Okay, so that would have been actually the next one. And then uh, Calzada, they had, oh, kind of down there around like 21 or something like that from A&M. But obviously, he's not Big 12. All right, that is. Aaron, anything else you needed to get out there? Are we good? No, we're good. we got a VIP coming up next, sesh, next segment, so we uh, yeah. better get to that. All right, step into our VIP lounge. And, of course, we do have bottle service. It is the legendary voice of the Bears, John Morris, joining us next. Recently on the John Morris Show. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. As someone who grew up here, as a diehard sports fan, especially football fan, but a Baylor fan, being able to read Dave Campbell and listen to Frank Fallon, who was also a friend of mine through his son Steve, was like reading the Word of God and listening to the voice of God. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys yesterday played star Micah Parsons on the reserve COVID-19 list. That means the Cowboys could be without Parsons Saturday night when they take on the Eagles in the final regular season game. The NFL, in the midst of the rise of COVID-19 cases, has looked into other potential sites for next month's Super Bowl. AT&T Stadium in Arlington reported one of the facilities that was contacted. The stadium did host the Rose Bowl in 2021 when it switched from Pasadena because of COVID-19 restrictions in California. Dallas Mavericks raised a banner 41 to the rafters of the AAC last night and unveiled 
build a statue of Dirk Nowitzki. That happened after the Mavs beat Golden State 99-82. UMHB basketball continues conference play today versus Sol Ross. Women tip at 5.30. Men follow at 7.30 in the Mayborn Campus Center. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. the perimeter for the Bears. Fires the pass to Akinjo in the right-hand corner. Up with a jumper oh. that is good! It's a three! Kendall Brown, the assist, Akinjo, back-to-back triples, and the Bears lead by 11. That voice of the Bears on Learfield IMG and uh, ESPN Central Texas, the flagship for uh, Baylor Athletics. Love calling, uh, you know, John got to call Sugar Bowl, and he has to turn right around to be ready to, to get back on the, the Bears beat and, uh, and, and cover that basketball. John, um, thanks for coming on with us. I know you just finished a show a little while ago and probably wondering why Mosley's uh, asking you to come right back on the air, but it is a place you've become very comfortable uh, in over the years, although not always comfortable when you're on with me, huh? <laughs> well, it's a thrill. It's a thrill of a lifetime to be on with you, Matt. You're highly listened to uh, five o'clock hour. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. It is uh, as you I'm glad you said that. And uh, that's music to Barfield's ears as well. Very uh, highly listened to <laughs> 5 p.m. hour uh, talking to John Morris. John, before we get into the, uh, the Baylor, Oklahoma, loved getting to see you on the new documentary that ESPN Plus is running called Our Time. And if you're not an ESPN Plus subscriber, uh, I would suggest getting on there. If for nothing else, you get to see some Baylor games uh, that aren't always on the uh, main ESPNs. And this is a really cool documentary. I think you'll like it. And, uh, John, when did you um, when did you start – when did they start taping with you? I mean, this this has to be – now, I guess the first one they could kind of tape a little bit in advance, but uh, uh, I thought you did a great job. But, man, you were you were one of the featured players. I have it, Melissa Smith, you, and Matthew Meyer, and then maybe we'll throw Nikki and Scott in. But y'all were y'all are the ones that are going to get your SAG cards after that showing. No, I, I think the order's wrong there. I, I think it's uh, Scott Drew, Nikki Collin, 1A, 1B, and then Matt Meyer, and then Melissa Smith, 2A, 2B, and then I'm <laughs> down the list, way down the list. Not featured at all, but uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was, yeah. I couldn't wait to watch it because, like Aaron and I were talking about earlier today, I, I kind of like. Uh, you know, I like to see how the sausage is made and knowing how much. Uh, tape they had and how many interviews they had. I wanted to see how they weaved it all together, and I thought it was really, really well done. I, I was, uh, I was really pleased. I think this is going to be great for Baylor basketball, isn't it? I think it is. We got to get the women out of the COVID protocols, and uh, I, I guess it's. I mean, it, it, it's tough for Nikki. I got to say, I, I, I almost think, oh my gosh. Um, and you know, our friend Kim. I, from what I understand, they, she was approached a few years ago to do one of these things and said no, no thanks. Uh, I, I think it's tough to ask her to, but again, she's going to do it for the program and it gets to highlight people like Nalissa. I mean, I didn't know Nalissa, uh, who's one of the best 
players in America does watercolors. I mean, watercolor. I mean, those were, and she did a really nice looking one to kind of take her mind off things. And then it, it was neat to get to see her talk to her parents. I mean, that stuff is really cool. And uh, so I, I think I think it will be good for for everyone. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I so you had a chance to talk to one of the producers or directors of the hour time. Uh, John, what did you kind of learn? Are they going to, are they going to be sort of doing interviews and how many, how many parts will this be? And, and like, will it, will it, how far will it go into this season? Yeah, it's 12 parts. So there's 12 episodes and the first, and they'll drop every Thursday. So for 12 consecutive weeks, first one was yesterday. And if my math is right, that'll take you through March into April. So the timing of that wow. could be really, really good, you know, with this access. And uh, T.L. Fiedler is the, is the main director that's on the ground here and another, you know, full crew of folks that are here shooting. Uh, but they, you know, I think they've done a great job of coming in, coming in and getting a feel for both programs and a feel for the uh, personalities and the characters and I just think it's really cool. You know, we uh, maybe take that for granted a little bit, being behind the scenes and in the locker room and in chapel and scout with these uh, teams. But, you know, uh, average fans don't ever get to see that. So I think it'll be great to spotlight what our what our coaches do, how our student-athletes act. And, you know, they're so positive, and there's so many positive stories there. I just think that's great for fans to get that look. Now, has your office always looked that nice, John? It looked looked very orderly in, on the uh, on this documentary. Did you kind of have to clean that up, or do you always keep a pretty clean office, pretty organized? Well, well, it was a tight shot, so that's a good thing. And there was no makeup. I heard you ask that question earlier. There was no makeup involved. But that was one of the hey, that was one of the most interesting things I wanted to see on this first uh, show was what that shot looked like in my office because I never saw you know, what the shot looked like. I was just looking into their cameras, and uh, uh, it came out okay. It, it wasn't a wide shot that shows how kind of junky my office can be. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to John Morris, who has uh, returned from Louisiana. He uh, had to fight some illness, and then he got back, and he got back broadcasting. Now, John, so no lingering effects as you started to call that game um, I, by the way, I've struggled lately. I went for my test about a week and a half ago and I tested negative, but I have been having to drink hot tea, herbal tea. Once you kind of got over the, uh, the, the COVID, did you, um, was your voice as strong as ever? Did it just come right back to you or did you, did it feel a little different when you had to kind of get full throated in that sugar bowl game? Yeah, that was the thing I was concerned about because, you know, home for 10 days, and just felt, you know, after the first two or three days, I felt a little better and a little stronger every day. So that was nice. Thank the Lord for that. Um, but then, you know, when you got to hop on a plane and travel and hit the ground running there in New Orleans, I was a little bit worried about getting going again. But uh, but felt good. Slept uh, really good on Friday night, you know, before the game on Saturday. And then we had all day to, you know, you didn't have to push it until later in the day. So uh, I think it uh, – uh, came back pretty strong, and that was nice. Made it home, and just I guess, I guess I'm 100. percent Are you saying your New Year's Eve uh, activities weren't quite as exciting as maybe some other Baylor fans? You kind of did you turn in a little early for, for? Did you not make it to the uh, dropping of the what is that 
the Saints. What are, what's that? What's what were they? What are they? Yeah, the Fleur de Lee. The Fleur de Lee. I, I did yes. not see that. Yeah, <laughs> JJ and his wife Lakeisha were our emissary to go see that in person, and and they did. They saw it at midnight. I tell you what, I uh, made it to 11 p.m. Central Time, which was midnight in the East, and saw the ball drop in New York City. Nice. And that was the best I could do on New Year's Eve. Yeah, if you missed uh, talking to John Morris, voice of the Bears. Billy Porter had the uh, he was the one performing at the uh, at that deal, and that was an interesting uh, right over there by Jackson Square. What a beautiful view yeah. that is! Yeah. Golly, I love it. I, in fact. Um, that's where I did my live reporting from the parade, and uh, I stood atop that uh, footbridge there by Cafe Du Monde. I then got Lark and Tom some uh, about a dozen uh, beignets, and then I hoofed it back to be on for my show at four. And John, I was a little—I got to be honest—I was—I've been playing a lot of tennis, uh, but I was a little winded uh, through that experience. Now. Uh, the, the football game itself, what a cool – I mean, I don't know if you were like me. I, I thought – and I know you're, in, you're, you're looking at these things differently because you're in the middle of calling one of these games. But when it was when, – when Ole Miss got down there and looked like they were going to score, even if it was just a field goal, and it's, it, they could have made it 10-7 early in that fourth quarter, I'm worrying because I, the offense was not really clicking. There was no passing game. That was, to me – I don't know how it felt like to you from the broadcast booth – but when he missed that field goal, I kind of had this moment where I was able to exhale, and, and I thought, okay, I think we're okay now. That, that to me, felt like a, just an enormous moment in that ball game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that definitely helped. And then, uh, you know, another interception, then another interception after that. So, and the defense just won that game, and, and it really shows – how complimentary this team was this year. One game, it's the offense. One game, it's the special teams. You know, we don't beat Iowa State without special teams early in the season, and we don't beat Ole Miss without the way the defense played on New Year's night. So uh, just a complete team, and when you need the defense to step up, they did. When you need Abram Smith to run like a madman, he does. And just, uh, you know, they just did what they needed to do, and, Sort of did that all year, didn't they? To get big win after big win and cap it with a win over Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Talking to John Morris, voice of the Bears, and um, it's uh, heady times for Baylor because uh, number one in the country in basketball. And we are getting greedy, John, because, I mean, you can just – all you have to do is look at Twitter after one of these basketball games. And now it's getting to the point where it's like, well, that was too close. Why did Baylor allow them to make that close? And I think that's going to help for for down the road. They're not going to win every conference game. I thought last year's team had a chance before COVID hit, just because they were wired that way. I mean, they just they they thought that would be. I think they thought that would be pretty cool to just flat out never lose. Um, and and this year's team just comprised a little differently. But I got to say, John, I mean, the the Akinjo Flagler. I, I think the thing I'm loving is. Akinjo's getting more and more comfortable running everything. He, he's really good passer. And then Flagler, I mean, those guys are just knocking down any kind of open jump shots. And, and, and Akinjo can even make a contested step back three. Uh, and then, of course, Cryer coming off the bench is a very capable shooter. I This team has plenty of scoring. I, I guess it'll be measured much like last year's team on – 
can they be a great defensive team? Where, what are your thoughts on where this team is right now? Well, I think Adam Flagler is just starting to hit his stride. You know, he had 22 the other night, and uh, he had that hand injury early in the year that just kind of – it was his offhand. It wasn't his shooting hand, but I think it just kind of bugged him, you could tell. And so I think he is just now getting to where he's 100%. So that's good news for Baylor, and that's bad news for the rest of the league. And James Akinjo, you know, is a great distributor. He leads the Big 12 in assists, but he has shown he can score at a very high level. You know, 27 points two of the last three games, so he can score when he needs to. And you know L.J. Cryer can shoot lights out. He'll have better scoring games than he had against Oklahoma. So there's just all these different weapons again. And I, I would, you know, I, uh, I can't imagine opponents like TCU on Saturday, their scouting report on Saturday, you know, it's stick, stick your hand in one hole in the dike and that opens another one. And uh, Baylor's just got that many different weapons that it's got to make it tough to scout and uh, other teams to be prepared. Yeah. I, I, now, let me ask you this, uh, John, have you ever – in any kind of sporting activity or just a accident, have you ever chipped a tooth? We saw uh, Matt yeah. Meyer, and by the way, quickly on Twitter, some of our local dentists in Central Texas were offering their services to uh, to fix. I, you know, Matt, I bet I bet he's going to look at this as an NIL opportunity somehow. You know, with that tooth, <laughs> he, that's the way he's kind of wired. Uh, have you ever? Have you ever? Because I've had it happen to me uh, in a skiing accident. Have you ever had it happen to you? I have not. No, no, nothing that uh, probably nothing that physical for me to have anything <laughs> like that happen. But, you know, back to the show, back to our time, they were on the spot. They followed uh, Matt back to the locker room when he ran off yeah. the floor and then they followed him to the dentist after the game. So, again, that's some access that uh, none of us uh, would ever have, you know, except for this uh, crew that's here doing this series. All right, John, I mean, I know you're going to continue to be featured 12, I didn't realize there were that many episodes going all the way through March or April. At some point, would you send them over to the Mosley Show? I think we could provide some kind of fun uh, footage, okay? I don't want – I mean, I want you to get most of the attention, but just, just send us something at some point. I'd really appreciate it. Listen, listen, I, I'm not looking for attention. Uh, I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> uh, and, and if they ask, Matt, if they ask, I yeah. will certainly send them your direction, okay? Fair enough. <laughs> I like how you phrase that. Uh, John, but only if they ask. <laughs> that's right. That's right, John. That's the way John's going to go. Hey, uh, appreciate it. Glad you're back up to speed, and uh, you sound great, and it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride the rest of the way. Appreciate you, John. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right. There he goes. John Morris, the voice of the Bears joining us. You can hear John every day at 3 o'clock, the John Morris Show. And, uh, Aaron, it did not sound like John was going to really make that suggestion to the producers and directors. I would not uh, but it, hold but your breath on that. If he, well, but John, no, John's always been extremely supportive of, of, of uh, my career. So I think if they say, hey, John, what do you think about I think he would – I think under the right circumstances, he would do it. All right, Cowboys next. We're going to get you caught up. We'll talk to you. Cowboy. Oh, we got some major COVID news. That's next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. 
The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play headed to Norman to take on Oklahoma on Wednesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We're a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-22246. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Bond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Friday. Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The defense suffers a blow as sensational rookie linebacker Micah Parsons is added to the COVID list. Details after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Cowboys rookie linebacker Micah Parsons, a leading contender for major awards, was added to the COVID list yesterday. It's a blow to the entire team. Earlier this week, Parsons was asked if he should be considered for NFL Defensive Player of the Year, not just Defensive Rookie of the Year. In terms of impacting the game, I just do a lot of different things on the defense that change the game. I never just play one position. I feel like if I could just rush, I might be an 18, 20 sack guy too. Sometimes it's sacrificing extra sacks or things like that. So when it comes to terms like that, of just impacting the game, I would definitely just put myself up there with those guys. Parsons tweeted to fans last night that he'll come back hungrier and better than ever. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. 
This is ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael LaPointe. Very cold conditions tonight with mostly clear skies. Lows will drop to 22 degrees. We'll see wind chills dropping into the teens, so definitely bundle up. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. We warm up to 54. And on Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm and a high of 68. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Cowboys yesterday placed star Micah Parsons on the reserve COVID-19 list. That means the Cowboys could be without Parsons Saturday night when they take on the Eagles in the final regular season game. The NFL, in the midst of the rise of COVID-19 cases, has looked into other potential sites for next month's Super Bowl. AT&T Stadium in Arlington reported one of the facilities that was contacted. The stadium did host the Rose Bowl in 2021 when it switched from Pasadena because of COVID-19. 19 restrictions in California. Dallas Mavericks raised a banner 41 to the rafters of the AAC last night and unveiled a statue of Dirk Nowitzki. That happened after the Mavs beat Golden State 99 to 82. UMHB basketball continues conference play today versus Sol Ross. Women tip at 5:30. Men follow at 7:30 in the Mayborn Campus Center. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Snap is back. Blitz again. Deep fade left side. Gallup caught it. Backs in. Touchdown. Brad Sham, voice of the Dallas Cowboys. He was on with us a couple of days ago talking to some Cowboys. It's 105.3 The Fan, uh, the flagship for the Cowboys. And I'll tell you, the Cowboys are in an interesting way right now. Tyron Smith, starting left tackle, has been put into COVID protocols. Several players on the team sick, but they don't know if it's COVID yet. And Mike Parsons just went to the Mavs game the other night. I'm not saying that's where he got it. Who knows where he got it? But he gets on the COVID protocol list. This is not a big deal if, as long as it doesn't linger. Now, the good thing about the Omicron so far is that 
you know, it doesn't seem to be as as rough. And and I've known people uh, in my uh, family, family members, extended family members who uh, who've had this thing. And and fortunately, so far, the news is good. And uh, they're not. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's it's tough. Um, but but everybody's kind of fighting through this thing. Where are the Cowboys in this? Well. Last night I'm at the Mavs game watching Dirk, and I loved it. I had so much fun, and uh, uh, that was just a great, great night. We look down there, and there's Clayton Kershaw, which, again, he can do whatever he wants. He pitches uh, for the Dodgers. Hopefully he'll pitch for the Rangers before too long. But uh, Kershaw was in the house, and next to him were CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Now, apparently the NFL has a rule if you're unvaccinated, even if you've had it, <coughs> which Amari Cooper has recently, you got to wear a mask, and he was not. He was not following the protocols. So now he's subject to a fine. These things happen, and maybe maybe he knew he was going to be fined, and he was fine doing that. You know, I'm kind of wondering. We had some people chime in earlier on the text line. You can call us also, 254-662-1660. That's the CNC collision line. You can text us or call that line, 254-662-1660. Do you have a problem with Cowboys players as they head into their final week of the season going out in public? They have given them the ability to go into a virtual bubble at at the hotel right by the team's facility and bubble up, be alone, everything will be paid for, and that's what some teams are doing. Cowboys are not. Cowboys have two players who are unvaccinated, apparently, at least from what they tell us. Keanu Neal, and he's just um, had COVID for the second time recently. And then Amari Cooper, he had COVID. And again, once you have COVID, you should be good to go for a little while. You got all those antibodies. I have not had COVID. I've had the two two vaccines and a booster. Again, we don't come on here telling you what you should do. You can handle this thing however you want. But I also know that Cowboys fans would probably like their players to do everything uh, within reason to make sure that they can play in that first-round playoff game. It doesn't matter against the Eagles. Now, what if Tyron Smith, who's a big man, for whatever reason, bigger people tend to have more lingering effects from what I've been able to determine, uh, I don't think he would ever be accused of being obese, but people that are obese are um, and have that kind of underlying condition seem to me more susceptible to the to COVID. And quite honestly, when they get it, they seem to have a tougher time with it. People that are overweight. I don't think I'm breaking news here. I think I'm just basing this off facts and everything I've read about COVID-19. I think the Cowboys probably in my opinion, should be a little more careful right now as they prepare for the playoffs. Maybe the people listening to us say, Mosley, leave them alone. They, they can do anything they want. Well, I guess so. But I'll just say the NFL holds these players to a higher standard. And if you start getting more and more players into COVID protocols during the playoffs, it could disrupt a chance. Now, it could also help the Cowboys. We, uh, other teams could get into COVID protocols for instance, if they needed to beat the Eagles, which they don't really, on Sunday, on Saturday night, 
they could this could be helping because the Eagles have all kinds of people in protocol. They're trying and hoping they get people back, but they might not. The Eagles are having a tough time with protocols. Eagles are going to be in the playoffs, it appears, without you know whether they win or lose this game. So the one thing I don't quite understand, given the circumstances, given where you are, I understand why some teams want to go ahead and play it straight up and play their starters late in the season. Years ago, I watched the Patriots. Uh, I watched the Giants play straight up against the Patriots with Coughlin, and and I think that was 2000. It was their second Super Bowl, 2010 or 11, whatever year that was. It was the year the Patriots were undefeated. <clears throat> and and they had a chance to go undefeated the whole way, and they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. That year, the Giants played it straight up, even though they didn't have to. And they played for the win, and they played great in that game, but they got beat by the Patriots. That's that Randy Moss Patriots team. And they didn't get it done. But it set the tone, and they got on a roll, and they had another great playoff run with Eli Manning. Someday Eli Manning is going to be in the Hall of Fame based on two incredible Super Bowl runs. Did he have that great of a career? Ah, it was okay. I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame worthy, but he, he got two Super Bowl rings, and he played a huge role in those Super Bowls. So I kind of think someday Eli Manning might be in the Hall of Fame. Where are the Cowboys? Oh, go ahead, Aaron. I heard you about to say something. No, I was just groaning when you said Eli Manning's going in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> which you're probably right about. But, I mean, look, he's a super nice guy. He did win two Super Bowls, but he has been a very average quarterback through his NFL career. Well, and I think it'll help him. He was never considered – I don't even think he was ever considered a top-ten quarterback in the NFL at any time in his career. Oh, surely when he had Plexico and and they were rolling, he was at least top 10. I do remember us believing in 2007 that Romo was better than him. But then he beat the Cowboys in that 2007 playoff game, and so he had the upper hand. By 2009, Romo kind of seemed like the guy again. He had a really good season, 2009, I think it was. He had That year, I think he had 26 touchdowns and only like six interceptions. But then Eli had the, had the uh, Super Bowl run in either 2010 or 2011. So, again, at the end of their careers, Romo probably had the better numbers, but Eli had the two rings. And fair or not, I think that would be considered the better uh, career. Now – Romo makes seventeen million a year as a analyst in football, so he may have the final laugh. But I, I do think Eli, when when all is said and done, people will think he had the better football. But but it, that's you know that's a, no, a whole other thing. I don't know, and I, I'm I'm curious, Aaron, and take a peek at our texters uh, again. That's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Are you upset? that the Cowboys are still, like, going to Mavs games and being seen out in public and not masking up at Mavs games. Again, do I mask up every time I walk into a store or restaurant these days? No, I don't. Part of the reason is I've double vaccinated and, um, 
I've got the booster. So and I think I was told, uh, Fauci and the CDC and everybody, that, you know, it was okay. But now, as the Omicron seems to be raging, I do think probably it's wise of us, even those of us that have all these boosters, to mask back up again. And if a store wants to ask me to mask up, that's fine. I don't ever get mad. It's like, okay, they, they want a mask. So I'm going to grab my mask and put it on. I just kind of enjoyed, if I want to be honest about things, I enjoyed going through a period of time where I didn't have to mask up everywhere. I don't, it's not that I like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. My doctor doesn't want me wearing a mask. No, none of that stuff. I just, it's a pain to put it on. I get it. But, but I don't get into these fights about, oh, the mask mandate, this and that. We had a, I mean, I, I'm not going to get specific, but I, I know of a school superintendent recently that, uh, that lost her, she had to resign because she tried to, um, she tried to require students to wear a mask, even though there was a, there was a, uh, there was not a mask mandate from the state. And, boy, she got run right on out of there. So it, I, I get it, man. Everybody has an opinion on this. Uh, I, my thought is I just don't understand why the Cowboys, this has nothing to do with mask mandates or, oh, Mosley's the big pro-vaxxer, I, whatever. I don't want to get into that debate. I just think the Cowboys should be wise enough right now to stay out of crowds. And it seems a little bit brazen for folks to be showing up at Mavs games. I mean, Parsons just got put in the protocols after attending a Mavs game. And then two key players show up at the Mavs game. Yes, I know Amari just had it. And I he probably can't get it because he just had it, you know, about a month or two ago. I get all that, or about a month ago. But it just, to me, it's just setting kind of the wrong tone for the team. Now, you guys might think I'm totally wrong. I just think if I were the Cowboys and I had a shot at this thing going into the playoffs, I would be preferring the bubble up situation. Just bubble right on up and avoid all that stuff. 254-662-1660 if you want to weigh in on this. Now, the other thing I would say, uh, Aaron, interrupt me if, at any time if you have any uh, if you have any text messages you want to read. Now, I would say um, I, I, I did like something I heard today, and I think Cowboys fans are going to enjoy this. Dan Quinn spoke to the media earlier today about deciding not to interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars at this time. Our man, uh, our man Kellen Moore, did, and I have no problem with him. They changed the rules to be able to do it before the regular season was over. Used to be playoff teams would have to wait so long, and a lot of those guys missed out on opportunities because their teams kept winning. Oh, wouldn't that be a great problem for the Cowboys to have? Dan Quinn was asked about not interviewing with the Jacksonville Jacks. He said, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. I'm really having the time of my life with this group of guys. I just wanted to be right where I'm at. It was nothing more than that. All right, and, and I, uh, I, I just love that response. Here's a guy that's been a head coach. It, it, it went okay because he went to Super Bowl. The Super Bowl did go horribly wrong. He was, at, he was of course, had that 28-3 lead, and it got away from him. That can either crush you or make you a better coach. 
Well, Dan Quinn's a heck of a defensive coordinator. We don't know if he's a great head coach or not. He may, he probably will end up getting another chance at this. But I love the fact, I love that answer. And I think every Cowboys fan should really appreciate Dan Quinn, whether he stays or leaves. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. I'm really having the time of my life with this group of guys. And I just wanted to be right where I'm at. It was nothing more than that. I, I think that's, I, in this day and age, for a coordinator to take that stance, it's kind of unheard of, and I really appreciate it. He may just not want the job, but even if he did or didn't, whatever, I still think that's a really cool thing to say. And, and don't you know those guys? It's one of the reasons they love playing for him. Because in, in saying that, he's saying, for me, th- the best thing to do is not take this interview right now. And I just think it sends a great message to his team. The, um, other things that are going on with the Cowboys, Cowboys cornerback uh, Trevon Diggs, and safety Donovan Wilson, both are listed as questionable for Saturday's uh, game at Philly with illnesses. So far, we don't know if that's anything COVID-related. Right now, it's just illnesses. I, I think we'll know if they're go if they have to go into the uh, the portal. But I mean, excuse me, <laughs> I've been talking about the portal so much. <laughs> if they go into the protocols. No, Trevon Diggs and uh, Donovan Wilson are not going into the portal. Aaron, did you love that play the other night when Ke- when uh, Kyler Murray got loose in the open field and Wilson just wiped him out? Didn't I mean that's a safety? That's an in the box safety. You remember what I'm talking about, Aaron? Yeah, and you don't see many hits like that on Kyler Murray because he's so quick and he's one of the best in the league at avoiding contact and big hits. All right. Also, by the way, Kellen Moore, I agree with that, Aaron, has not talked uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars about the head coaching position. He said, I'm really just focused on Philly, and we'll get to it when we get to it. He did not share when he plans to speak with them, and he said he leaves that up to his agent. Okay. Kellen Moore, kind of leaving those things up to his uh, agent. Um I was going to find you something, Aaron, I thought was interesting that came from the Cowboys special teams coach I saw earlier. Oh, here it is. John Fossil, Bones Fossil, was asked about Greg Zerline, uh, a guy who missed a 43-yard kick. And, by the way, they lost 25-22. I would say that was a pretty important kick. He said, got to make the kicks. He knows that. I know that. Everybody knows that. I know when Greg's been counted on, he's always produced. I have no reservations that he's going to produce for us in the next month and a half. All right, I would just say there's – I see a false statement there. <laughs> I, 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 when Greg's been counted on, he's always produced. I mean, it's just not true. He's been counted on in important games, and he's not come through for the team. They have brought other people in when he's been hurt or not kicking well. I don't think he's in a great place. And I think the Cowboys are basically thinking we got a big name kicker, and we got to stick with him. And I and I think that is a problem right now. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside. One other thing, I was going to go back for a second to uh, to that uh, Baylor game from last night. We were talking a little bit with John. I love what I'm seeing from James Akinjo. Now he there's a, a few too many turnovers. 
I don't like late game, late in games. They've had two straight games where they were a little loose with the ball and let opposing teams kind of get back in and make it too close. Uh, OU had an opportunity. They were down. They, they cut that thing to at least to six. Iowa State had cut it to five. OU may have actually cut it to five last night. I know one. I think I saw it at 73-67 at one point. The the only thing that's really bothering me, it's not so much the offense. I think that'll all get figured out. It's too many straight line drives to the hole. You know, I last night late in a transition bucket, they have a guy with some just unbelievably great long hair. Uh, Oklahoma. He's a freshman, I believe. His name's Cortez. I like the guy. I, I like watching him play. He comes off the bench, hard-nosed player. Harkless is another great player for OU. They play, they just really come at you. But way too many times you're getting penetration and you're getting dunks. You're getting free looks. And I just thought in transition, they, they just had too many. Guys were not getting back. They were getting beat in transition. And Baylor prides itself in being great on defense. So some of that stuff, they're going to have to shore up. Now, in the half-court defense, I think they get with it. I think they play you hard. I think they block some shots. They make it difficult. Chamochachua gets his arms up. Meyer can fin- can play on the perimeter, and he can play down low. Meyer had a, one of the prettiest steals and finishes you can imagine. So just some thoughts I had watching these guys. And then uh, they'll get ready to play TCU. And then I'm going to be um, – We're going to do a live show Tuesday from the Baylor Club, and then I'll slip over and watch the Baylor men that night as uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders come into town. It's going to be a lot of fun, some big games coming up. Uh, Bears are traveling tomorrow to get to Fort Worth to play that TCU game. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dismount is next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, talking about the successful end to a very successful Baylor football season. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. Today, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, talking about the successful end to an historic season for Baylor football. 
Yeah, what uh, what a day um, January 1 was, right? Uh, first men's basketball at Iowa State. And as, as you know, as, as well as anyone, a really, really tough place to play against a, uh, an Iowa State team that was also undefeated and uh, able to, to get a victory there. And then um, right into the, the evening and, uh, and the Sugar Bowl against, uh, you know, number eight, CFP ranked. Old Miss and uh, just a, an unbelievable performance by our by our football team. So so proud of, of them, you know. So proud of, of Coach Aranda and the staff, and uh, and all of our young men, but uh, particularly our, our seniors. You know, our seniors have been through a lot, and uh, for them to uh, lead the way to uh, to a first ever twelve win season, uh, just a, a magical year. And from your chair, you got to you have to appreciate uh, the way Dave runs the program, the way these guys represent Baylor. I mean, there's so much to be proud of there. There is, you know. Um, I think what makes me most proud is we certainly talk about preparing champions for life in our our four pillars, but uh, that program and, and all of our programs uh, actually live it, you know. And there's been a bunch of, of first ever's for the for the football program not just on on the field and you know Dave talked about you know the fall semester a 3.04 GPA for football first time ever that it's been over uh, a 3.0 and and just all of the other things that uh, that our young men uh, do and you know he he really talks about who you are off the field drives uh, the football player that that you are on the on the field and uh, that that whole idea of of you know person over over football player and uh, and again living it and certainly you know we're not perfect and uh, we we know that and uh, there's still great opportunity for this program in the future to to get better and uh, I certainly look forward to the journey. Thanks, Mac, and that's our time for today. We'll have more tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Aries Building Systems in Troy, a manufacturer of modular buildings, is now hiring for the following positions. Electricians, plumbers, carpenters, framers, painters, junior buyer, forklift material handlers, and purchasing manager. Aries Buildings has full-time positions, great benefits, and a backlog of work. To apply, stop by 1919 Mueller in Troy or email aharris at 
ariesbuildings.com. Aries Building Systems in Troy. Don't wait. Apply today. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Cowboys yesterday placed star Micah Parsons on the reserve COVID-19 list. That means the Cowboys could be without Parsons Saturday night when they take on the Eagles in the final regular season game. The NFL, in the midst of the rise of COVID-19 cases, has looked into other potential sites for next month's Super Bowl. AT&T Stadium in Arlington reported one of the facilities that was contacted. The stadium did host the Rose Bowl in 2021 when it switched from Pasadena because of COVID-19. 19 restrictions in California. Dallas Mavericks raised a banner 41 to the rafters of the AAC last night and unveiled a statue of Dirk Nowitzki. That happened after the Mavs beat Golden State 99 to 82. UMHB basketball continues conference play today versus Seoul Ross. Women tip at 5:30. Men follow at 7:30 in the Mayborn Campus Center. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the dismount where uh, we have to say goodbye. And we've had a strong outing. Uh, we had a lot of uh, great talk. John Morris talked about uh, his appearance in this Our Team new documentary. And while we stay with uh, that theme... It is time for our Schmaltz's trivia question. As you're driving home tonight, you want to win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, my favorite sandwich shop in Waco, probably the state of Texas, probably the entire state of Texas. Love this. Love it. Love the twice-baked bread. And then when they have that uh, jalapeno bread a couple times a year, you need to grab that, and then uh, I, I get the Schmaltz. But they also have... Other really good stuff. In fact, the pastrami I like uh, quite a bit. But uh, my friend Nelson Rue does such a good job. But we do a trivia question. And the first correct answer to text it in wins 254-662-1660. Two free sandwiches at Schmaltz's. Two locations in Waco. Of course, Valley Bills and the downtown location, which uh, will be conveniently located near the new pavilion the basketball pavilion all right Aaron take it away what uh, what is our Schmaltz's trivia of the day this is a little tidbit from our time uh, show featuring Baylor men's and women's basketball the Baylor men's basketball team won the national championship last year obviously their championship rings are the biggest ever made for any team to win a championship college or pro what team previously had the biggest rings ever made and i will give you a hint it's a professional sports team mm. interesting if it's big i would bet it's like a professional sports team where it where it just happened pretty recently the sad thing is i watched it and now i'm still i'm having trouble recalling which team 
it would have been. We already have a winner. Someone was ready. Oh, wow. They were sitting on go. It Do we was... have a name? Do we have a name for the winner? Or just a phone number? No name yet. Okay. But All it right. was the well, Toronto Raptors. Ah. Yeah, that would have been the one with the Kawhi. And Nick Nurse came in there. and They won a title with uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, several others along the way. Marshall Kennedy is our winner. So congratulations, you win two Schmaltz's sandwiches. How is Marshall spelled? Uh, M-A-R-C-H-E-L-L-E. So it's either Marshall or Marshall. I like that. Mar- I mean, uh, what's the last name again, Aaron? Kennedy. Kennedy. Oh, man. Very uh, distinguished name. Uh, Marshall Kennedy or Marshall Kennedy, thank you for listening. You listen, you win. And uh, we appreciate you. And Schmaltz's appreciate you. And we'll, we will uh, sh- tell you how to get your two free sandwich coupons. Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go by Schmaltz's on Monday. Marshall, if you're by there, I'll, we can hang out. I'll, uh, uh, I'll, we'll have a sandwich together if you'd like. Uh, it'd be great. I'm going to meet up with you. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Been a great evening. Been a great afternoon. We will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Everybody, be safe this evening. Good night. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll hear part of a conversation Tom Barfield had with Shehan Jayaraja, covers college athletics for CBSSports.com, on the significance of Baylor's football season. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. If you like the Baylor gear John's wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore or 24-7 online at BaylorShop.com. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics trust. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics wants to get you back in the game. Now for a look around the Big 12 Conference, here's J-Mo with today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. And welcome back. Shehan Jayaraja of CBS Sports, a guest on Game Time with Tom Barfield and Ward White's yesterday morning. One of the questions they talked to Shehan about was the significance of a 12-win season, a Sugar Bowl victory to cap it for Coach Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's huge. Just first of all, obviously, I mean, playing on a big stage like the Sugar Bowl is always a big deal. And, and playing an SEC opponent, uh, winning a top 10 game, you know, for Baylor, this was their, I, I believe, fifth ranked victory of the season, which is just insane. Uh, you know, and so I think that just from that perspective, just for Baylor to kind of show that they can compete with some of these big programs, that they can compete 